Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have Mr. Avinash Ambati, Chief Product Officer at Relat. Good to have you here sir. Likewise. Thanks a lot yeah. for inviting me here. Yes. So how are you sir today? I'm doing great. It's a busy day but yeah, but I thought uh, we should do it. Thank you so much sir. Thank you for your time. And so just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your career journey till now? Sure, sure. So, hello guys. I'm Avinash Ambati. Uh, I'm an engineer. Went on to pursue my MBA without any experience, work experience. So, that was a bit of catch there, but then it worked out well. So, I did my MBA from uh, IIM Indore. And uh, so, the first role after pursuing my MBA was into sales. So, I, I joined as a management trainee in sales. And then uh, that was a good, although it was a short, short uh, stint, uh, the experience helped me a lot because uh, sales is what drives the drives any company. Yes, Perspective. So sales is the only revenue generator uh, in any company. The rest of all the departments are in a way cost to the company. Right? Although, although obviously they have their expertise coming in, they are uh, indirect contributors, but sales is the right direct contributor. So that's how I earned that sales is good. And then I have a lot of respect for sales too. But at that point of time, this was back in 2014, there were a lot of tech companies coming in and uh, Paytm got its uh, funding from Alibaba and a lot of things are happening. So many startups, uh, you know, mushrooming. So then I felt uh, I should probably jump into you know tech role, not tech role as in anything which which is into technology company. Okay. Uh, my sales role, sales role was in an FNCG company, uh, right? So then, uh, luckily, I got into a tech company as a product manager eight months down the line after my first job, and then I was not aware of the exact roles and responsibilities of a product manager at that point of time. But it was also nascent as the product management the department and the role uh, was slowly transitioning from project management, uh, which was was uh, driven through service companies to product management driven through product companies, which uh, happened to be you know the growth factor for the Indian startup ecosystem in the last uh, decade. So that's how I transitioned into product role. I, I worked there for about uh, three years. It was a, a company which was providing tech software to telecom companies, uh, like a third-party sister company to Airtel or Vodafone, this kind of company. So yeah, I've learned a lot of tech-related product management there. So the USP of that company was to deliver faster software deliveries so but then it was a b2b company they also started a b2c reward platform for for it's a content generated reward reward platform so that's how i got the experience of a b2c company running an app so slowly i transitioned into a mobile app product management where within about four to five months we transitioned from zero to one million downloads which okay. happened to be my first resume point you can call it a successful resume point and we were also driving revenue through it so after working there for three uh, years i shifted to my current company called rehlet rehlet is a middle eastern uh, online travel agency you can call Okay. as uh, the make my trip of Middle East okay. to understand. <laughs> 
we are focused uh, in the Middle Eastern geographies. We call it as MENA regions, Middle Eastern and North African geographies. Okay. Here as well, I've started as a mobile app product manager. And, and then uh, it's been a little less than six years. Last year, I was promoted to the uh, chief product officer role. So, and then currently, I, we are building uh, Railath. I had been building Railath for the past six years. Now, now the responsibilities have only become higher. Sure, sir. Thank you for uh, sharing your wonderful journey. So when you first started as a chief product officer, what's something that was more challenging than you expected? Right. Uh, so my journey began as a CPO uh, within the same uh, company, right? So it's an organic growth within the company. So I had known the culture, I had known the teams all this while. So my cultural fit was not a problem at all. And uh, But then at the same time, a lot of things have happened the, due to COVID. The travel industry has yes. got an impact. And uh, luckily, we were uh, positive, revenue positive, actually. Our PNL was positive and we had enough funds to survive COVID. So we did not lay off any person, uh, any candidate during the period. In fact, we have increased our headcount mm-hmm. to diversify ourselves. Uh, with We were from not just from flights and hotel bookings to various other products. So we, we took it as an opportunity to sit back and relax and understand what, what needs to be done. And all. So at that juncture, uh, when I moved to the CPO role, the teams were forming. So Okay. Previously, there were fewer departments, and at that point of time, we have set up a dedicated department for each, uh, you know, category. For example, okay. flights category has a team, flight product has a team, content department has a team, and then when it comes to marketing department, performance marketing, and then again branding, all these departments have flourished during that period. So, so the main challenge happened to be, you know, stitching together all these fragmented departments to make our company a product-driven company. So we are a tech company, right? Uh, eventually, each of these stakeholders, each of these department guys would have their own needs with respect to the technology. Like uh, So understanding their needs was one of the biggest uh, challenge so that, you know, teams are not working in silos, right? They have their own goals, right? But then yeah. all these goals should align to the greater good of the company. Right? We have to work together to bring the revenue impact, the entire growth, which we expect for the company. So this was my the first challenge. The second mm-hmm. challenge was, till that point of time, I was leading a team of, you know, two people or three people, uh, one product manager, a couple of data analysts and all. And uh, these other stakeholders were acting as product managers for their own requirements. So now that we have a CPO, now there is a leader. So we had to set a team. I yeah. had to build the team. Building the team was the most critical part for me because I was also transitioning to be a you know a leader. Mm-hmm. And at the same point of time, I had to build the teams. I have to train them, get them on board. So all of a sudden, if we have hired about five to six product managers, so all most of my time used to go in training them to mm-hmm. whatever. I had gathered as the knowledge from the travel industry slash product manager being a product manager in the travel industry i had to impart that my learnings to them and make sure that you know they work independently without my you know everyday micromanagement or something so that was the second biggest problem now that the team is set now we need okay we i was able to impart this my learnings to them but then again the current business goals transitioning them into you know the business strategy and then again transitioning into product strategy and product goals thereby they would work upon the product task this this eventually took about five to six months for us to you know uh, get everybody streamlined with respect to what the company wants and what they would they should be doing at the company so 
this is another and then again uh, creating the environment for these guys so that they can they can talk to each each of the other teams at this point of time half of the team was working from home completely there are several people who have just started to open up and come to the office uh, so the stakeholder management communication across teams and making sure that these new guys are you know you know they are building the trapo with the teams so that took a, a lot of uh, time so it was the last one one and a half year had been a completely learning experience for me as well so mm-hmm. uh, so i learned to learn from these product guys so they come from various organizations like swiggy make my trade and uh, zomato these kind of guys right so these are already established companies in india they have their own practices so while while we were establishing such kind of practices here we had to take you know i had to take these inputs from them and uh, make sure everyone is satisfied with the practices which we have set up yes sir Oh, so absolutely sir it will be a great learning for our listeners after seeing the challenges you faced and everything so in your opinion how can companies encourage employees to think beyond their current role department and industry i think at least in my experience there were instances where certain teams were hired and they were asked to do things as in uh, they were they were guided by their managers to specifically do certain things right okay. uh, do task one task two task three. but then the uh, that would restrict them to think beyond the box right they they'll, yeah. they'll probably think only whatever the managers is saying or within their ecosystem but they might not be you know looking beyond out of the box so i think aligning the team with a purpose which is linking the business goals as well as their career goals, and Absolutely. how their role how their role can uh, impact the company and as well as how their role can impact their career so making sure the teams are every each and every person in the team are clear about what needs to be done at yes. a, at a broader picture and exposing them to certain data points also for example pnl for that matter what are the business strategy which the you know top of the top management has decided upon and why are why have we taken those you know strategies why okay. those strategies are linking to our goals how are they linking right now conveying these are the most important things so that people start to take ownership and accountability and then they just not work on the tasks which the manager is providing but then they will also think beyond what needs to be done because even the managers having higher experience in a specific industry they get boxed with respect yeah. to that specific industry right they might not be able to think out of the box maybe one particular practice in a different industry would be an innovation in a different industry so yes. but then applying those principles in a different industry would need both the expertise of the senior management as well as aligning the team members to open up come up uh, you know creating the tunnel where the communication happens without any hierarchy right so i'm training the people at the same time right so training them so that they have enough skill set to you know think beyond right so these things i feel and there is a comparison between skill set which is which could be applied across industries versus the industry expertise right yes. so industry expertise is something which existing people within the company or the senior management can provide uh, which is already aligned with uh, the certain you know company uh, knowledge hub or somewhere there like that but at the same time skill set is something which anybody can apply across industries at least if you are talking Absolutely. about tech companies uh, irrespective if you are working in a travel company or an e-commerce company the skill set would can can be applied mm-hmm. right so training the teams in both the skill set and the industry expertise balancing them properly would also open up these kind of conversations and people will not just restrict to their you know roles and responsibilities right they go beyond and they, that's how innovation happens uh, and then the company should also be open enough to listen to them and how the senior okay. management can um, listen to them and action upon it and turn them and and 
put these employees who have come up with these ideas as the uh, you know responsible stakeholders right turn Absolutely. them into their own kpis right that's how the companies can uh, create that culture where where people can keep learning right that there should be yeah. a continuous learning that happens people are not in the comfort zones right uh, not getting complacent i think we are trying our best in our companies so that the employees are themselves are testimonials for the new employees to come sure sir and i agree with you absolutely and it was an interesting take on that so uh, what is the biggest problem you or your team has solved this year right so the team got established maybe a little over a year ago right now till that point of time a specific set of people were taking challenges right and there had been cases where we don't even have such the necessary expertise within the company so for example the most important thing which we dealt with is the data Okay. Uh, so we because the number of stakeholders have increased now there would be there would we should create an ecosystem for constructive criticism or you know the arguments which are healthy now in order to have these kind of arguments we need to have data platforms which which be the baseline on on top of an argument right and then we yes. can add the industry expertise and opinions on top of it and take the consensus so building the data you know pipelining and the entire data infrastructure within the company as well as making sure that the covid data which is not you know accurate which is it is somewhat biased right it, and when things have opened up in the travel industry now new data comes into the picture not making sure not making sure that the data which we have gathered earlier is not causing any biased opinions so that that was our uh, biggest uh, accomplishment at this point of time because we were able to build this data infrastructure at scale real time you know let it be the real time uh, reports coming to the main stakeholders or how new data requirements are being gathered and uh, worked upon and there is a concept called unknown unknowns in the data field yes where you don't even know that you have to track them in the first place yes. so making sure that unknown unknowns are minimal in nature so that itself also changed the culture of the company altogether the way we have these uh, meetings with the tech team per se or the marketing teams or category teams the product teams have have got gotten stronger and which also helped us to build better features or products till that point of time we used to work on a wish list gathered which the wish list could be very old which is not up to the time right and then when when things get disrupted like how we need to probably realign them so in order to realign them we need to have data so that's one big piece which we consider as an accomplishment and hence we have slowly transitioned into a product driven company it was okay. initially a majorly a business driven company where we were only looking at the revenue obviously because in the nascent stages of the company revenue plays a very very important role for the survival of the company and yeah. when uh, disruptions happen like covid and all it impacts a lot hence uh, that helped but then we realized that okay we should not just think about the business alone we should also think about the customer their user experience and also the tech enabling the tech so all these i and i provide with right product which are the most used by the so somehow we by cracking data we have become a product driven company when i say product driven company it's not just product managers are running the team it's more yeah. more like every stakeholder in the company are more or less you know thinking in these lines like how we can help both the business the mm-hmm. cons- the customer and as well as our uh, you know creating a competitive advantage with respect to these are some amazing insights our listeners will be <laughs> really grateful for these insights so according to you how can companies create a culture of continuous learning to attract and retain the talent right so the continuous <coughs> learning right so i i think each and every person in the company should be a continuous learner to create that environment so it's not like the boss says to the team members that you learn this and you learn that and yeah. 
it's not always that we keep changing our tech stack or the site so the continuous learning will be at place and then um, and also trying to provide a, a roadmap on their roles for the careers right uh, so now if, if, a, if my product engineer or the data engineer for example is uh, working on certain data related projects now how we can enable that person to become a data product manager okay. so for example how their transition that happened and in order to move towards that sort of transition how he can or she can think about what needs to be done right for yeah. example maybe building their own micro teams right and uh, and then they training them their expertise and they learning newer things so that they can shift to a better role so I, i think the career graph aligned with the business graph would give a much more clarity for the people to at least think about learning in the first absolutely now yeah. that yeah once the that uh, alignment is made right okay the person knows that okay this is how my career is going to be in the next 2 to 3 years now i'm going to do these things so in order to reach that level i'll learn this so the alignment is set now once the alignment is set now we need to provide those training modules or enabling them with is uh, you know the modules which could be provided by these edtech companies right so yeah. training them getting these sessions done and also learning at their own pace and collaborative approach for example so in the data teams what we had done is we have subscribed to skill boost of google platform gcp platform we call it as so all the data people are subscribed to it and we okay. have created a learning plan so we have kept plans of 60 days where we will complete modules so even i have got certain modules to learn okay. so we will gather together twice in a month and we teach each other so we complete our you know uh, learning modules and then we teach each other so that not just one person is doing the hard work right? all the people in the department are trying to learn and everybody is trying to do new things so we, we keep uh, having these uh, friday second halves as product uh, catch ups where anybody can uh, join in those catch up and where we briefly describe what we have accomplished across this week and what are we going to do the next week and then again what new things we have learned so the entire content economy we call it as which is happening right everybody is creating content lot of experiences put into uh these kind of blogs or articles or books linkedin posts or webinars which are taken like and podcasts for example right mm-hmm. we keep uh, listening to these uh, podcasts and all even for that matters if a person takes an interview interview itself is a learning of so we gather all these learnings and try to give these sessions on a weekly weekly to weekly basis so this entire culture setting up of this culture and making sure the practice continuously happens it's not disrupted you know and because of one person is not there or one senior person is not moderating right the, the mm-hmm. practice should continue so if those kind of practices happen and at the same time the rapport between the different stakeholders not just in the workspace but also we go beyond uh, the workspace by you know we we go to this cricket sessions volleyball sessions <laughs> and uh, this this plays and all right Th- these also play a mm-hmm. good role in, in breaking the ice between uh, different departments we, we go on our uh, you know lunches and dinners so where where we openly talk we, we don't we let mm-hmm. people to talk about any concept actually it's not like people don't you know talk about uh, bad things happening in the company or the negatives happening in the company people come people approach each other and and we can find the vibe and we try to sort them out so i think listening to the employees about their career goals and making sure the culture is also helping them mm-hmm. will help to set up this culture so it was a great display of how you guys are working as a team together and building a culture within the organization it's really great for the listeners they'll take a lot of insights today and so finally what would be your advice to our community on maintaining a future ready and disruption ready workforce right so i think we have touched this question yeah. in several places during the discussion but i'll reiterate 
so that it is clear so people generally get boxed and get too com- comfortable or complacent with their roles uh, if they are really really important for the company they will not be replaced but yeah. the moment they become uh, you know redundant in the company or if there is any newer skill set that needs to be learned or any new person can do much more than what they can do they generally people uh, get laid off or you know they get disrupted or knocked out of their role because of because they became redundant yes. their role yeah. became uh, absolute right uh, so in order to keep themselves from this they have to keep learning right they have to open up the opportunities yeah. uh, learning learning is not just about you know going to these modules like i've mentioned you can learn from a podcast you can learn from a webinar you can learn from so there are a huge number of webinars that would happen by by product companies and uh, by you know I, and a lot of senior people speak up there there would be at least one new learning that would happen from each of these sessions right mm-hmm. they have to keep learning they have to make sure that they are not uh, becoming obsolete or redundant in their organization as well as in the industry not just in the companies right in, across the industries it has mm-hmm. to be there so for example we don't have project managers in our company okay we we have product managers who also do the project management okay. so it what i have sensed is that okay if there is if there are right tools and if there are right people then certain things can be done ourselves and i have also seen that the project management is slowly transitioning as a part of product management altogether so now we can consider that because of lack of product project managers then that role itself is obsolete in our company so so we use a lot of tools to make sure the communication is happening right and the timeliness are here to all this happens and also i think people should work in those companies where they are listened to and where they get these opportunities to grow certain companies keep or retain certain employees because because they don't they want them to be in that role because they want the the company needs them in that role because there is no scope for beyond scope for improvement beyond their uh, existing role right i think people have to choose the careers likewise in that they identify that their career is getting impacted because of the practices within the company or for example certain departments might not grow because some other dependency is there with a different department right you are your department is doing well you are doing well but then because of some other bottleneck you are not able to get growth right so we need to identify and raise within the company and if that is not on said then probably it's better to move to a look to a place where they are valued better right and uh, i think in order to okay even if, we, if the people are learning they are not if they are not implementing in their company or in, a, in any other place right they will eventually forget them or they don't get hands on experience but what i would say, say is that do side projects like even okay. though they are not they are not at a scale of a startup or something but your side projects will be a very good learning platform maybe gather certain uh, work uh, coworkers or friends who are with like like minded interest right now that would also help to you know gather new stuff so i personally learned html work okay. as as a, recently because uh, even the ux team ui teams and the html teams report the like the front end so okay. in order to speak their language i had to learn it so yeah. i learned it partially from the employees themselves and i had to go through some training sessions is the creator economy right there are a lot of startups coming up you can always do your freelancing to these startups right if you have an expertise yes. or if you feel that you you can learn this expertise even though if you are extending your work for free that's fine once you gather the expertise you can always monetize on it you can provide your consulting so it's, it's continuous learning and i would also say that don't take things too hard don't get some people might work in fear don't work in fear be very bold all my life i had been bold and it helped me really because uh, people only saw the positive part of it people saw that okay i'm a leader i can speak up i can uh, do certain stuff so it helped me so from my personal experience what i say is be bold don't uh, work in fear or 
don't work under a boss who is always restricting you with respect to you know opening open conversations or suggestions to improve so these are certain things which i would say these are not the the absolute uh, list which i would say but then these are the things which help me so i try to take certain uh, mentorship sessions for free because whenever i get the opportunity to discuss with similar like minded people then there is always yeah. scope of improvement even even in my skill set and expertise oh, thank you so much sir it was a great chat with you and you have shared so much for our listeners it was a wonderful journey and getting to know about you and your experience it would really help our listeners so this brings us to the end of our conversation it was a pleasure hosting you today sir and i just wanted to ask where can our listeners reach out to you i am actively uh, available on linkedin so you can always drop me a message on linkedin you can expect a response within a few hours and uh, absolutely yeah. sir i i hope you get lot of messages after this podcast <laughs> always welcome yes. and thanks a lot for the opportunity to speak uh, with you bhuvan uh, nice yeah. talking to you thank you sir uh, thank you for sharing your insights have a great day ahead thank you so much thank you thanks a lot yeah. same to you bye bye good day bye good day